I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pull out the red carpet because it's the Unfeatured Articles movie bonanza. Welcome to Unfeatured Articles. We are back once again. Uh, my name is James Keogh. My name is Curtis Lang. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, we have once again our special guest host in the studio, Mr. Your Man Alex Smith. Hello, everybody, again. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, good. How are you going, buddy? Yeah, good. good. We miss Riley, but like, it's good to have you. It's yeah. always oh, a breath of you. fresh air to have thank you, you very in there. Absolutely. Always good to be here. Yeah. Because we never get to host together. You know, yeah, you and I. Never I never see you. I barely ever see you. James yeah, and Alex, you. you don't actually know each other. We don't do. really. Yeah. Of course, this is a ruse, ladies and gentlemen. If you would like to hear more of James <laughs> and Alex, please head over to Murder in the Land of Oz. That's, that's <laughs> where we are. Our very TNC's number one podcast. Number one Spotify podcast. It's very coming for you, Murder in the Land of Oz. What are we doing this week, boys? Well, we all are big movie lovers, obviously, absolutely here at the table. And so we decided we'd come together and we'd each pick a movie that has like an obscure sort of thing about it that we want to talk about. Yeah. Because, you know, we've done this in the past, stuff like Speed 2 Cruise Control, that kind of stuff. Where yeah. it has uh, sort of behind the scenes stuff, or like different production elements or acting elements of it that are that people might not know about, um, and so we've each come with a different movie that we're going to talk about, and that's our like yeah. thing for this episode. Yeah, so just a big old big old movie bonanza. I love it, Can. absolutely. Rightio. So James, this was your idea this week. So uh, yes. do you want to start us off? Sure thing. Uh, awesome. So I'm doing a film that we're probably all familiar with. Yep. It is Groundhog Day. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yes. Great film. Love that film. So Groundhog Day is a 1993 American comedy fantasy film directed by Harold Ramis. Is it Ramis? Uh, Ramis. 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 Harold Ramis, yeah. And written by Ramis and Danny Rubin. It stars Bill Murray as Phil Connors, a TV weatherman who, during an assignment covering the annual Groundhog Day event, is caught in a time loop, repeating the same day repeatedly. Andy McDowell and Chris Elliott co-star. Awesome. So, yeah, we all know this movie. Yeah. It's Bill Murray. He's caught in a time loop. Uh, I want to talk about there's some stuff behind the scenes with the filming yeah. of this movie uh, that I find is pretty interesting. Firstly, like, you know how the whole film is set in Poxitani? Yeah. 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 It, it actually was not filmed there. Uh, it was filmed in Woodstock, Illinois, 60, okay. mi- 60 miles northwest of Chicago near the Wisconsin border because... Uh, Poxitawney didn't have a town center that looked good on camera, uh, oh, according to shit. the director. Roasting. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take that, Poxitawney. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, and because Poxitawney's remote location magnified the logistical problems and expense of living there. Huh. So, like, I guess they didn't want to show how shitty it is at Poxitawney, <laughs> I guess. Jeez. Um, uh, Woodstock was a suitable replacement for yeah. Pennsylvania in the winter months. Further, Ramis knew the area as a Chicago native and recognized it would be easy to obtain licenses to film there and operate the equipment, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, Poxitani officials, miffed that their town had been passed over, refused to allow the real Poxitani Phil to appear in the movie, but sent representatives to Woodstock to make sure the ceremony was being depicted accurately. Wait, there's a real? There's an actual, it's, yeah, there's an actual, like, mascot. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But that was just so like bitter yeah, about yeah. it. They're like, we're not going to send you the real Poxitani well, film. Fair enough. They're like, mm, no, yeah, your town's too shitty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. We like the name, but your town is shit. So I would, I would probably react the same way. Uh, according to producer Trevor Albert, the Poxitani officers were actually very pleased with their recreation of Gobbler's Knob, the site near Poxitani <laughs> used for the grid. <laughs> That's just a name of a place, but it's very funny. Um, yeah, they had their filming. Uh, as well as that, um, during the filming, so basically, uh, blah, 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 the Murray was in the midst, uh, Bill Murray, he was in the midst of marital problems and several Ooh. members of the crew reported his attitude as being erratic. Um, yeah. Murray had wanted to make the film more contemplative and less of a comedy, uh, contrary to, to Ramus's view. Rather than have, the ha- have to handle Murray's constant phone calls, Ramus had Murray work uh, work with Ruben in New York City directly to adjust the script to satisfy Murray's requests. So he just did not want to put up with Murray on the phone. So he was like, just get in here. Just make your fucking changes. I don't care. Jeez. Um, uh, actor Stephen Tobelski uh, described change, script changes. When I got the part, it was kind of a mediocre Bill Murray movie. Uh, yeah. What was his name? Tobelski. Tobelowski. My, my apologies. Um. <laughs> Yeah, whoa, during the time he was with Ruben, Murray refused to talk to Ramus, according to Ruben. Woof. Uh, when Murray returned to Woodstock to complete filming, Ramus described his behaviour as just really irrationally mean and difficult to work with. Oh, that's Ugh. a shame. Uh, I, like, I mean, like, I, I've always pegged Bill Murray as a bit of a, bit of a hard dude to work yeah, with. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and, and there was also a bit about uh, how he got a bunch of uh, bites uh, from, the, <laughs> from the actual... Um, I'm trying to find the segment, uh, but it just like outlines how there were a bunch of, uh, you know, groundhogs because obviously, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah the yeah, actual yeah. groundhogs. The yeah. actual groundhogs uh, who weren't like puppets or anything. They were actual groundhogs. Were they real ones? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look super fake. They do. You, they are... I don't think I've ever seen a groundhog before. I was like, <laughs> well, we don't have them here. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Give me a, are you thinking of Caddyshack? No, no. How dare you? Oh, <laughs> I've not seen Caddyshack. How dare you? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I'm trying to find the segment. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Uh, Poxitani Phil was played by a series of groundhogs collectively known as Scooter. The animals hated <laughs> my guts from day one, said Murray. Sorry, uh, they were all known were, as Scooter? I guess. I okay. guess that was like the umbrella name for these groundhogs. <laughs> uh, the animals hated my guts from day one, said Murray, who was bitten twice from shooting, uh, including during filming of the scene where he drives himself and Phil into a ravine. <laughs> the bites were severe enough that he was forced to undergo precautionary rabies immunization afterwards. So, uh, Far out. yeah, a lot going on behind the scenes in the filming of the film Groundhog Day. Yeah, man. Jeez. Pretty intense. Uh, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, moving on, uh, Curtis, do you want to do your movie? Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Um, so I've brought in one of my personal favorite films. Oh, yeah. um, I think we all know it, uh, uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. Yeah, okay, yeah. Nice. so uh, nice. Groundhog Day is a 1993 uh, American comedy fantasy film directed by Harold Ramino. Uh, uh, Ramis. 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 Harold Ramis. Okay. And written by uh, Ramis and Danny Rubin. 
It stars Bill Murray as Phil Connors, uh, a TV weatherman, who during an assignment covering the annual Groundhog Day event is caught in a time loop uh, and uh, repeating the same day repeatedly. Uh, Andy McDowell and Chris Elliott. Mm. Nice. So mm. very famous 90s Oh, film. we all know this. Yeah, yeah. this is a yeah. great movie. Yeah, great yeah. film. Um, and the time loop mechanic is just like consistently yeah. utilised in all kinds of things. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but you know, it was actually turned into a um, stage musical. That's really? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, Tim, Tim Minchin. Tim Minchin. Tim Minchin. Yeah, Minchin absolutely. So Tim Minchin, yeah. who is a famous Australian um, comedian, yep. musician, just all round extremely talented dude. Mm. I'd love one of his things. Just one. <laughs> yeah, give me one of his talents. <laughs> like if he's got too many. Stop being too talented. That'd be yeah. great. Um, but uh, yeah, so he wrote uh, Matilda. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's on the hit Roald Dahl novel, mm. uh, and then reassembled most of the creative team. And came back and wrote this one. Oh, so oh. it's like a lot of the same people from Matilda. Yeah, most of the same people who uh, wrote and uh, starred in um, in uh, aspects of Matilda. Yeah. Also came that, back for that's, cool Death. that's really cool. Yeah, so um, although Stephen Sondheim expressed interest in creating a musical adaption of the film in 2003... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> could you imagine a Sondheim production of Groundhog Day? I'm going back in time. <laughs> I don't know where to go. Fuck Sondheim. Fuck, we just rally on Sondheim. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Let's do Andrew Lloyd Webber next. Let's yeah. rally him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he can't write music. <laughs> um, so, although Stephen Sondheim expressed interest in creating a musical adaption of the film in 2003, he eventually concluded that to make a musical of Groundhog Day would be the guild uh, to gild the lily. It cannot be improved. <laughs> Nevertheless, Ramus sounds and- like a cop out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> sounds like Solomon was a little bitch. <laughs> um, Ramus announced in 2009 that Ruben was working on an adaption. At a 2014 concert in Hyde Park, the Australian comedian and lyricist did mention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Performed a song he had written for the show, Seeing You. The musical was originally confirmed in April 2015 with a book by Ruben mm. uh, based on his and Ramus's original screenplay, directed by Matthew Warchus, choreographed by Peter Darling, designed by Rob Howell. Hmm. Rob Howell is a name that I know. Uh, uh, it's not who I thought it was. It's he did Matilda. He did Ghost the Musical. There you go. Oh, there you oh. go. Oh, my, my love. love. My darling. <laughs> I've hungered for what? For your touch. touch. Oh, touch. Oh. Oh. Dang it. I thought it was love. No, that's right. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so designed by Rob Howell and an original score and lyric by mention. Uh, mm. The production reunites most of the creative team behind the 2010 musical Matilda, as I said. Yep. Uh, it premiered at, at, in 2016 at the Old Vic Theatre in London. Fun little anecdote about the Old Vic. Um, yeah. I have a uh, signed uh, program uh, for a play at the Old Vic that uh, Kevin Spacey starred in. So that's fucking garbage yeah, now. Yeah, nah, no good with that one. Yeah, exactly. So um, uh, the Old Vic... Theatre in London as part of Walker's debut season as artistic director there. So he was the artistic director, and then they put that on as one of the uh, things. Nice. Uh, Broadway performances began in March 2017. The musical was really well received, and with both the London and the Broadway shows receiving a number of nominations and awards, including the Laurence Olivier Award for new, uh, Best New Musical for the London production. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Um. That's pretty much That's pretty much all I had there. I, just, I, I, I love the film, and I love even more that they are. Also, Tim mentioned. I just love Tim mentioned. I yeah, do love yeah. Tim So Minchin, just the yeah. combine of those two things. Yeah. And a stage production. Stage production's, beg your pardon, really, really good. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I've no. heard uh, music and I've seen excerpts of it. I've listened to the, yeah, the yeah. I've listened to the soundtrack. Yeah. The soundtrack's really good. The soundtrack's yeah. very, very yeah. good. Uh, um, very good. Not as good as Matilda, in my opinion, but oh, still yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Matilda's just. Matilda's very just good. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. 
We we have to talk about Matilda another time. Yeah, Roald Dahl wiki. <laughs> Roald Dahl wiki. Roald I wouldn't Dahl mind wiki. that. That'd be good fun. That at all. Yes. all right. Anyway, um, Alex as our our guest. I'm sure you have a very good film that you've brought with I us. Do I do? This is one that's uh, a bit close to my heart. Oh I yeah, brought, uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, oh yes, yeah. such a good film. Yeah. I love that movie. movie that's really really good. Um, yeah, so Groundhog Day is a 1993 American comedy fantasy film directed by uh, Harold Ramis. Uh, Ramis. 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 Yeah. Uh, and written by Ramis and Danny Rubin. Uh, it stars Bill Murray as Phil Connors, a TV weatherman who, during an assignment covering the annual Groundhog Day event, is caught in a time loop, repeating the same day repeatedly. Andy McDowell and Chris Elliott co-star. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's my movie. Um, yeah. I mentioned the time loop because I think that I, I think the time loop is cool because yeah. so there's a lot of speculation as to how long he's in the time loop. True, because it's never really specified, is it? Yeah. No. But uh there's different stories, which is interesting. Oh, I love Here it. Yeah. Stories. <clears throat> time loop durations. In relationship to the spiritual interpretations of the films, many have tried to estimate how long Phil supposedly remains trapped in the loop. In real time, with a wide variance of estimated values, during filming, uh, Ramus, who was a Buddhist, observed that according to huh. Buddhist doctrine, it takes 10,000 years for a soul to evolve to its next level. Therefore, he said, in a spiritual sense, the entire arc of Groundhog Day spans 10,000 years. Huh. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Deason noticed, uh, noted that the second draft of the screenplay called for Phil to be cursed to live the time loop for 10,000 years. In the DVD commentary, uh, Ramus estimated a real-time duration of 10 years. Later, Ramus told a reporter, I think the 10-year estimate is too short. It takes at least 10 years to get good at anything. And yeah. allotting for the downtime and misguided years he spent, it had to be more like 30 to 40 years. Mm. But in 2005, Ruben said... Ultimately, it became the weird, this weird political issue because if you ask the studio how long was the repetition, they'd say two weeks. But huh. the point of the movie to me was that you had to feel like you were enduring something that was going on for a long time. For me, it had to be, I don't know, a hundred years, a lifetime. In 2014, the website What Culture combined various time duration assumptions and estimated that Phil spent a total of 12,395 days, just under 34 years, reliving Groundhog Day. Sounds about right. That's weird, the 10,000 years one. Yeah. That I, sounds I too like long that to one. me. I like it. Well, he, get, he gets to that point where it's just like, I am a god. And he can like predict. That's yeah, true. You know? yeah. Like, I have a very bad memory. To be able to be <laughs> like, a waitress is going to drop her plate in five seconds. Have you, you know the, the cafe scene where he yeah, like does yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to know everything down to the second and like even the variables when you're yeah. like, I know that in this timeline, when I start telling everyone, this is how it changes. You'd have to be there for a long time, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel cool. like even because when it was like the, um, what is it? The thing, what said two weeks? Uh, the studio. Why? But like, I feel like even in the movie, we see that he lives for more than two weeks. Yeah. Right? Like he learns piano very, very well. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Just Obviously that doesn't. Up. Maybe he already knew piano a bit before. No, that was like the whole thing is like he it's did not a very introductory I piano I like the 10,000 years bit. It comes from a place of like. Personal, actual, um, yeah, thing from yeah. like one of the writers. Like, um, I didn't know Ramus was Buddhist. No, nice. yeah, neither did I. Actually, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I don't know what a soul, a soul evolving to its next level actually like means. Um, oh, well, I believe in Buddhist faith. Yeah, because um, there are differences of um, spirituality, right? Sure. Um, so in terms of like how well connected you are to yourself, to hmm. mindfulness, to um, uh, the 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 kind of like the Sure. Thing you are, and um, the yeah, it takes ten thousand years because Buddhists do reincarnation. Reincarnation. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it takes um for a soul, the soul carries on after the physical body dies, right? Gotcha. So ten thousand years for it to then ascend to the next level. Huh. Once it ascends to 
the highest level, that's Nirvana. Nirvana, yeah. Right, that's where you live forever in, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. in uh, Paradise. Yeah. Much. I, yep. I believe. The Please forgive hits. me if I'm wrong. I'm going <laughs> yeah. off what I Issue know corrections. from um, my show. I, I, I spent a lot of time in, uh, fun story, I spent a lot of time in Buddhist temples when I was younger. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. I lived near one when I was when I was younger, the, um, up in uh, uh, on the Sunshine Coast. There was a Buddhist temple there that I used to go, and my mom had a lot of friends up there who <laughs> actually were Buddhist monks and who lived there. That's really cool. Um, so, yeah, that's what, uh, that's kind of my knowledge. Based off. Nice yeah. footnotes in the Curtis Lang wiki. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We're finding out more about... Curtis Lang than we exactly. are about Groundhog Day, which is great. So that's all our choices. Very good. So that's all of them. Uh, for this one, I think, why don't we just bring back the voting thing? I think, I think, so. like, I think that's a good we idea. We all have some really good contenders. Yeah. Uh, I want to know which one the best is. I'm personally, I really liked uh, Curtis's one. I liked your thing on Groundhog Day. Okay. I think oh, that was really yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Curtis, what do you think? Uh, well, I actually, okay, I actually really liked Alex's um, um, Groundhog Day. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was really, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. really interesting, and I got to go over the thing about Buddhism. Yeah, so right. Was <laughs> a, a nice personal aspect. Yeah, exactly. Alex, what do you reckon? <sighs> what about you, man? I need to be the fuck because I actually really liked James's. I really like oh. Groundhog Day, so now I've got a fucking tie. <laughs> there we go, we've got a tie. Well, that means, we, as as per Unfeature Articles Doctrine, we do yes. get to swing to our resident righteous podcast father, Zane C. Weber. How are you, Zane? I'm I'm fine. I'm good. So right. which of our Great. three films... Three great films. Was three things to decide. The best one. Well, I mean, your facts were all... Okay, I guess, but the better film is, of course, Suicide Squad. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Suicide yeah. Squad's a great film. So you find yourself in a rustic tavern. It's lit by a fire and a half and a grumpy looking bartender. And uh, I will to crime. What? I will to crime. Oh, crime. I'm proficient. I assist. Sweet. I will to crime with advantage. Okay. Oh, all right. What crime exactly are you committing? Uh, to steal the hearts of everyone listening to us right now. No, I take it back. <laughs> Laura Disorder is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast where the worst kind of people team up to rid the world of slightly more worse people. It's a whole thing. We're not the worst. Follow us on iTunes or on your podcatcher of choice. Find us online at that'snotcanonproductions.com or find Laura Disorder on Facebook and Twitter. And now, on with the game. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. 